Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to CEO Exclusive, where we have emerging trends from CEOs and their most trusted advisors. Today, we have Michael White and Carl Widdowson, President and CEO of Creative Momentum, a digital marketing agency. Happy to have you guys on the show this morning. Yeah, thanks for having us. Great to be here. Great. So as always, I start the show by asking my my guests, what are the key trends in your industry or area of expertise that you think are really important for other CEOs and business leaders to know about? So I'll toss that question over to you, yeah. Carl, to start off. So the overarching is digital marketing, but there's many channels with inside that or sections. And one of those is mobile engagement, uh, data-driven marketing, personalized experiences, and a cross-channel cha- uh, campaign. So you think that those are the kind of the hot things that CEOs need to be aware of and know about? They are, in terms and of a collection marketing. together, yep. All right, so um, let's just, you know, talk about those maybe, you know, one by one. So let's yep. start with data-driven marketing, because so, I think that that's, you know, everybody's kind of big data, but how does a, a mid-market CEO you know, we're talking companies, let's say from five to a hundred million dollars in revenue. How does that impact their business and what, what are the, what's important about that for them yeah. to know about? So data driven is, uh, we had a, a specific client within that range, um, where it was targeted by age. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we were able to serve up media or content to that user or their users based off their location and their, our, um, specific um, audience and all that good stuff. So it was just based off their locations. So we, yeah, would serve up data based off that. So yeah. if if they came to the site early in the month and uh, and ventured on a certain white paper or, or webinar then came back, we'd have other stuff that was promoted based off of that. So basically, you're using the the metadata that's on the back of people's um, internet internet activity yes and no. to, to target uh, them. Okay. Uh, well, then tell us metadata. About yes, yeah. and but it's also caching and and yeah, yeah. Great. Just Great. and so, what about um, some of the other trends? Um, Michael, did you have anything that any of those specific trends that you wanted to expound on? Yeah, what we're really seeing is moving more towards storytelling. And what I mean by that is, you know, driving users through a story and taking the focus off of the buy now scenarios. So mm-hmm. that's what you're starting to see with some of the things that Carl um, mentioned is, you know, see a lot, lot more engaging pictures, the larger pictures. Um, but really, people are looking to tell the story uh, as opposed to, you know, the more buy now or the specific call to the, the call to actions are important, but it's more important to have that storytelling in there. Mm-hmm. So when uh, um you know a uh, a CEO of a company who may not be the the biggest company is thinking about their their digital marketing strategy and maybe talking about this with either the people who are in working for them or you know vendors that they've hired about digital marketing how do how do you go about crafting that story and and what does that story look like as you lay it out through through the digital media Yeah so yeah, depending on the budget and if they have that one that can go through like the mobile all the way to the data, uh, personalized to cross channel, it very beneficial to go through that whole route. Um, but say if you have a campaign A, um, and it is, 
um, trying to think of a, a scenario, but say it's Spock or Star Trek. So you want to make sure that your mobile engagement or like say if they're on a smartphone that if they go to a landing page, so they go to Google and search in um, uh, Enterprise, mm-hmm. it comes up with Spock on that page. And then when they click, okay, I like this, and they click um, convert or or whatever the CTA is, and they go to a conversion page that Call should to action. have, yep, they should have that Spock or that image translate over to that. And and if they do not convert, then it should be okay. This form is a little intrusive, so they might leave and go to like Facebook just to uh, surf around or or um, ESPN.com or anything and see those ads served up. So yeah, which is very it's creepy. It's a constant. Mm-hmm. It's it very creepy. It is. But, but <laughs> you know, but it's all based off the caching and all that stuff. And and we've done that several times. And uh, and uh, yeah, so it just kind of reinforces that brand in their head all the time because the biggest mistake is what happens when people make landing pages or convergent pages pages is that they'll have one piece of content and when you get to that page the content's a little bit different even though they're they're trying to convert you on that same goal and they just kind of get disconnected it's it's like looking at like going down a highway and you say okay that's Peachtree mm-hmm. but when you get off Peachtree there is nothing that signal or signifies that you're on Peachtree and you can't continue to wherever your destination is and that's common within the marketplaces people do these conversion pages whether it's through uh, mobile data it, it you have to have that constant communication and that's uh, between all your uh, campaigns so if you have five campaigns those five campaigns may be separate from one another, but those five campaigns need to be dedicated throughout that whole process from when a user hits whatever it is that is tracking that cache or or tracking that metadata per se. Mm-hmm. They need to have that experience throughout that whole process. So in terms of you know telling the, the story that you want the company to tell about their brand, what I'm hearing is you're saying that there needs to be a consistent, consistent. look, feel... It, message across all the different yeah. um, media, digital media that are being used. Yeah, and, and that, that's the biggest failure is that people do not do that. You know, the, they'll go to a, um, uh, we use Marketo a lot, which is a great tool for um, uh, email campaigns and whatnot. Mark? And, and Marketo. Okay. And uh, for uh, landing pages. So a lot of times marketing teams do not have... Um, the ability to serve up their own HTML pages, so they use these external or third-party tools to do that, uh, almost like a WYSIWYG to help them yeah. serve up pages quicker. So, a lot of times you'll have what a graphic- you see is what you get, right? This yeah, is, this that people and a lot of times you'll have the web designer that goes out and does the 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 brand or the web banners, like for in this case, like CNN.com, and you see a web banner at the very top, and it says like Enterprise. And they go to these Marketo pages, which are really the conversion pages, and they just don't look the same. And uh, because someone on the marketing end did that, and uh, and they're just using it based off the template, which is a big mistake. It's if if you click on Enterprise, you should see the Starship on that landing page, and saying you know something catchy within three or four words, saying convert here, and something that's contrasting that pulls them down through that form. 
So talk to me about, you know, so I get the one of the key messages that you're giving, you're, you're saying is there, you know, all these different things that are hot right now, but the core um, for success is to make sure that there's a consistent there message is. and story across all of them. But how does this you know, the, how do you work with your clients to make sure that even as they're doing all of this activity, that it actually translates into to okay. dollars and cents? Yep. So uh, analytic tools. Um, there's dozens of them out there. We, uh, depending on the situation, depending on the budget, and in this case, we'll just say Google Analytics. Um, you, you set the metrics, you set the goals and KPIs and, and that type of environment and then just track it over time right. um com- campaigns you can get a pretty quick idea of how how it's running within like like a few days or a week but if it's uh, obviously if it's seo that that just takes longer but i think that's another uh topic but, but yeah uh generally use um google analytics or optimizely Optimizely, you generally use from an A/B standpoint and just feed into Google. But yeah. All right. Well, interestingly enough, you guys are have been cited as one of the fastest growing companies in the city of yeah. Atlanta. So congratulations. Um, do you use all of the these tools for your own marketing and your own growth? To an extent, because obviously yeah. you're doing something right. To an extent, yeah. So, I mean, you obviously get those clients that have their predefined tool they want to use. Uh, I mean, we've had people that use Pardot, Eloqua, Marketo, uh, IBM. Um, and what are all of those? Those are all the very similar thing. I, you can achieve a lot with nothing or anything. It just depends on no, but how much. Did, for people who are not familiar with those yeah, terms. So what, what Marketo, the, yeah. Pardot, and, and if they're all listening, forgive me for saying this, but they're all very similar. Okay. Um, they're all a tool where in which you can create landing pages, email campaigns, and then use that data and serve it back to your Google Analytics or or whatever your analytic tracking tool is. Okay. Uh, some people use um, uh, Marketing Cloud from Adobe, which is fantastic, sweet. Um, but it just depends on that end tool. But, yeah. Yeah, so how do you guys achieve the growth that you, you, you've gotten? I think it's the experience. Um, I've, I've been doing this for 10 plus, 15 years. Right. Michael, same, and we've worked together in the previous space, and and uh, the same with hiring uh, talent. And uh, uh, but at first, I mean, it's really you know in the beginning, it's a shotgun approach, right? You know, you're trying to get your name out there, you know, you, from a social media perspective, as well as advertising. Then you have awards and accolades that you're submitting for. So that's really you know, it's not just one thing, and that's what's really important for a lot of CEOs to know is that you do have to take kind of a shotgun approach in getting... And see what works and what doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I take it from the SEO internal organic approach, and he'll take it from the social media, Michael Will, a social media and external approach. Okay. Yeah. And um, so how long have you guys been working together? So we started the company in 2012, and really word of mouth, we started advertising at the beginning of 2013, and that's where things started to take off in a, com- in a combination of submitting our work for accolades and awards, and we've been fortunate enough to, at that point, we walked away from corporate America. Right, right. Well, and how did you meet each other? Corporate America. <laughs> where did you work? Uh, version 1, uh, which is a client of ours, awesome, awesome company. All right. And um, so, client uh, of ours as well. 
That's great. So you uh, you met each other and then you decided to to go out on your own. Yes. Yep. I, yeah. Was, it's always been a passion of mine to own a creative agency and or digital agency, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I went to Michael and I said, hey, you want to sell websites? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously there's more into it than that. But yeah. And how many folks do you have working for you now? Right now we're right around 12 people and growing. So yeah. 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 And um, as you look at, you know, there are digital, you know, media is very hot right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. As you guys well know. And, you know, part of, you know, I imagine you can either disagree or disagree, either agree or disagree. But part of it is that you're riding the wave of growth. And the fact that, you know, if you don't have a website now, it's almost like you don't exist. So every every company has to have some sort of a digital presence. And, you know, the growth of the the natural growth of the market is um you know, obviously you're benefiting from that. But how do you go about differentiating yourself from the other digital uh, uh, The ability to execute. Okay. Tell me, talk biggest. to me about that. So um, we get a lot of burn victims in our agency. Right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, before this was a topic, I've been doing this for a long time, digital marketing, before it was hot termed yeah. digital marketing at, you know, it was the time when it was just analytics or SEO mm-hmm. and just banner ads. And now it's just taking all that and throwing it together and make sure it looks good and readable throughout the whole process. But, um, yeah, execution. So it's like whenever we design a site and I, I could talk about our site a little bit too, but also one of our clients version one, it's, it's, um, the average like bounce rate is like 50 to 60%. Uh, whenever we design a site, it we always at least decrease that by 10 to 20%. So meaning if, if you were to give me 50 cents, I can turn that 50 cents into a dollar in a metrics term, right? Um, at least. So um, like our website, uh, our first year we opened, it was about 50 to 60%. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. Next year, we we did it again. Every year we do, which we have to retouch it now. We're in a process of that. But after that, it's down to 20%. So that means 80% of the visitors that come to your website are converting on your content and your conversion forms. And the average is 50 to 60. So you're saying that if you... I mean, that's assuming that your your page actually has some sort of call to action, right? If call to action. It, it's, it implies some sort of conversion. Yeah, and, and I've been involved with a lot of A-B testing. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the biggest uh, culprit of knowing how to do all this stuff is A-B testing. It, it definitely opens the, the door because when you design a website, you, you have experience, you have everything. Industry does not matter at all. It just... Let the user tell you what they want, and you customize and you and you modify your processes to the customer. And in our case, um, when we first launched our site, it was just kind of coming in a realm that people like long scrolling pages. And uh, so we had actually a shorter page, and uh, people would convert very well within the hero image, which is the very top or jumbo, whatever one I call it, and. We decided to go with a very long page, but a very long page that had a pattern that guided you through that process. And, and of course, working with other CEOs in the past, you know, trying, wanting to try that process, they never want to try because it it's too risky. Your content is about below the fold. So once we did that, we actually saw an 80% increase in our, our conversions, and our conversion was actually 75% down the page. 
So, and that doesn't mean that's the end all solution. I mean, we, we pull our CTAs up or we change it on scroll. So, like, if, what do you mean change it on scroll? So, if you want to convert someone to a, a trial, like a 30 day trial, so um, you generally have your hero image, which is the top section above the fold page, mm -hmm. and you have a CTA. Would you like to try our um, XYZ product today? Uh, jump into a trial. Right. You know, you try to force them in as soon as possible right there, but if they, they, they want to learn more about you, they're going to dive in through the pages. So what happens is, um, there's a, oh, okay, I want to um, look at your products a little bit more or product white paper. So they'll dive into those sections, and as you scroll, that's when we then pop in a, a sticky header that has, um, you know, try now. So it goes in with the page as you scroll. And sometimes... We'll, we'll play with methods where, like, it's a contact us button on the very top on the homepage so that that's not distracting you from the ultimate CTA. But when you scroll and you're trying to get more in the informational phase, we still try to dive it in at the very top right of saying or whatever location of, are you sure you don't want to try a trial or... Right, right, right. So when you talk, so, you know, that's kind of deep into execution and kind of the specifics of what goes on the page. But when you talk about, you know, burn victims and just kind of taking it back up a level, um, what, do, what do, what kinds of problems are people coming to you with? I can talk to this. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people come to us where they've, you know, their focus has been budget. So then they take, they say they go with someone like a freelancer and there's some great freelancers out there, but they may go, uh, you know, with someone like that. And, you know, then the freelancer gets bogged down with other projects and or, you know, the team. And so they didn't do as great of a job. So they didn't get to the finish line. And that's when they typically will come to us. So what we try to provide is really execution, but more the experience from the moment that we talk to the client from the very beginning, because we're not here to recommend solutions right off the gate. It's downloading what they're looking to accomplish. You know, it's about understanding their vision, their business, where they want to go, and then we're recommending a solution. So we try to take it from all the way from the beginning of talking to a client, down to having a dedicated team. You know, the communication is so important, and down to what Carl was talking about, the execution. Right. So, you know, as you think about, um, you know, allowing the customer to dictate what they, are, that they want in terms of the experience, I mean, that to me, figuring out what people want online is kind of like reading tea leaves, you know, or trying to read somebody's palm. How do you sort go? Of. Yeah. How do you, how do you get into people's head and, and really try to give them an experience that they, that they want online? Like, how do you figure that out? So, okay. So there's a few, um, where it's, um, heat mapping and AB testing, AB testing or just initial, just launch, launching with a, a website. And that's, I would say the single biggest failure of, or of most websites is they, come up and they say, hey, I want a website, and that's the end. That's like getting a car and then not knowing that you need gasoline afterwards to travel. And that's what happens is we're going to give you a car, and then you need we, we're going to give you um, great gas afterwards to fuel it to go. So the execution of all that stuff, so heat mapping, which kind of tells you where you're clicking on a page, mm -hmm. how long you spent on a particular part of the page. Our customers do. And, uh, yeah, customers. So oh. it, say if it's you know, like kmart.com, mm -hmm. um, they're going to see, um, the, uh, most likely they do have all this stuff. If they don't, it's bad. But uh, it'll show where 
uh, the users clicking and you can set a thresholds where it's like 50% of your users, 25%. It just depends on your, how aggressive you want to be. And, um, and with heat mapping and then you have AB testing, but some of that happens afterwards. A lot of times it's, you want a great, great, a great page. And sometimes you want to come off the gate with an, uh, a variant page, which is an AB test page. But sometimes it's just, okay, let's get gut. Let's get experience and get this page out there. Let's get heat mapping involved and and see what the users are telling us. But how do you, I mean, so th that implies that you actually have two things to test or that you have something good on the page to for them to go to anyway. Yeah. Like, where do the initial ideas come from for you to test? Oh, uh, whiteboard. Okay. So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, whiteboard and just experience, right? And that's that's where we've made that difference because, again, like, Whenever we've redesigned a site, out of the gate, we've we've increased or decreased uh, bounce rates by 10, 20%. It's just, it's just we have that feeling of what they're going to want to do to convert, and, and we've just done that. I mean, Carl has a lot of user experience, so he's also looking at the industry, looking at metrics, things of that nature, you know, understanding specifically what they're looking to do. And so part of that goes into that brainstorming process. Mm. And so, Michael, do you do you agree that industry doesn't matter? Carl said the industry just doesn't. I don't matter. think it matters. A lot of people do come to us, and whether it's a campaign or whether it's a site, they will say, "Do you have particular um, experience in this industry?" And what I always tell them is, the key to finding a great agency is when you have consistency across all projects. And so, it doesn't necessarily play into it. And you know, Carl yeah, has taught me that. Yeah, because what is that over there? An iPhone. It's a Samsung Galaxy. A Samsung iPhone, anybody? All right. Yeah. But when you walk in an <laughs> Apple store, do you actually ask? Like, he has an iPhone. Like, when you walk in an Apple store, you don't say, hey, where's your business iPhone versus your consumer iPhone? It's the same thing, but it's the demand, right? The iPhone is universal between all platforms of users. It's no different from creating a CTA that goes on the top right of the page or, or the middle. The verbiage may change slightly, whether it's healthcare or automotive or or uh, uh, space, whatever. It that may change, and slight colors maybe, but that that's been proven to be wrong as well. But so then, what what does matter if the industry it doesn't listening matter? listening to the user at the end? Yeah, but if what so what consistently? What are you finding that people? are liking versus not liking. The, um, yeah, go ahead, Michael. I was going to say that, you know, really one of the things that we do is we're providing a custom solution, right? Whether it's a, you know, a campaign or whether it's a site, we don't use templates or themes, you know? So people are looking for that differentiation, right? If they're the leader in technology, we have to reflect that across their site, across their, their marketing. So that's a huge differentiator in us because with uh, the user experience and the custom approach and not forcing a solution at a client and then making recommendations because we deal with all different platforms. So I think that that is something that clients are really looking for. And so as you, you know, you know, think about advising your, your CEO clients and kind of leading them through the, leading them through this process, um, what are the, the, the top three things that you recommend uh, in terms of making sure that they can tell that story and execute execute effectively uh, freedom is one freedom to give us the ability to do what we think um two 
collaboration with them specifically and maybe to uh, interview some of their um, other execs and, and uh, high levels. Um, and three? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think the biggest is collaboration with, with the CEO sometimes because mm-hmm. sometimes you'll, you'll go to the other ones and it just depends and they have a vision. So sometimes their vision overarchs the other ones. Any, any um, team, any agency will tell you that their first go at a campaign or a site is usually their best. And it's quite interesting to see what a client can do to those campaigns um, or sites over time, you know, and you look at the first one that they, that they do and you're like, wow, I wish they had picked the first one, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's where we talk about freedom using us as a trusted advisor. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just to, to shift gears a little bit, we, we normally talk about, you know, the relationship between you guys. And so we talked a little bit about how you met each other. You met each other at your, um, your company and you started to go out to get to, to work together. So it's been three years, three years is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty fast growth. Yeah. Um, and you know, so talk to us a little bit about what that growth trajectory has been like and what you've learned as you, as you've started your business over the past few years. Uh, for me, nothing. It's, you haven't learned anything. No, it's been the same. <laughs> it, it literally has. Uh, I work a lot and, uh, have the same drive determination and uh it has not changed i work an average 16 to 19 hours a day so for me it's been you look awfully fresh for having gotten so he little can, sleep. he can pull it off yeah three weeks ago 72 hours straight wow so wow that just goes to show his dedication and passion i mean we work really well together because we're not in each other's you know space i mean he's doing he's more the creative genius and visionary and and all that i'm really more day-to-day operations but what i've learned is it's it's you know learning all the people that you work with their personalities everyone's different and you have to be able to understand what's important to each one of those people and uh, as you've looked at building your building your team your team of 12 people um how i mean how do you kind of keep everybody together and you know obviously it seems like you guys have two very different personalities right Right. two very different bosses to work for um what's your philosophy around you know managing them and having everybody work together in a cohesive way one is more i mean we've always been i mean we we worked at a a version one prior which is an agile development software company so uh, we kind of adopted that um we're agile is just like you have your two-week sprints, and as long as you get your stuff done at that end of it, that iteration or sprint, then, you know, what's the mind if you had to go out to the dentist appointment or you just want to take time off? So, a uh, very open environment. It's leave when you want, come in when you want, just make sure you get your stuff done. And uh, so, be responsible. But, um, but yeah, it's an open area environment, this you want to come in at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, as long as you're getting your stuff done. Yeah. But I mean, it's really looking for people that are ambitious. I mean, you, yeah. c- you can't train someone to be ambitious or passionate. It's really, you have to find the people that are that are that and have those characteristics if you really want to take your company to the next level. And that's, we've been fortunate enough through people we know and a combination of, you know, through our interview process and, and detecting that. And it's crucial. You know, we have project managers that are technical that enjoy staying up till two and three in the morning because they want to not because they were told to or anything of that nature we have other people that have had successful exits you know that still come work for us that you know say that it's the best 
the best company I've ever worked for because we allowed to have that freedom. But we also, like Carl said, it's just about, it's important to get the work done, but we're not that traditional company of, hey, sign in, sign out, where are you going to be? You know, if you take, if we, we always tell people, if you take time off, I don't care where you're going, right? And our vacation doesn't roll over because we want you to take the time off throughout the year. Yeah, halftime, don't even let us Except know. Except for him. He does Except obviously. Except Yeah, he I, I don't Obviously, take obviously you don't but, take any but vacation. I, but I enjoy what I do. And uh, <laughs> as long as I have coffee and, and sometimes they do lock me in the office, but. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for somebody who, who says that they haven't learned anything since they started their business. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you <laughs> learn technologies and stuff, but I would say, like, I haven't learned as, like, ambition and stuff like that. I, I've always had that. Carl is also a rare breed, and what I mean by that is he's someone that I've never, whether no matter what the project is, I've never heard him say, I can't do that. So whether it's he can design, he can develop, he can draw, front-end, back-end development, so it's rare to find all of these traits in one person. So when he says he hasn't learned it much... It's probably because he's working so hard all the time and he's always staying up on the latest trends and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But so what's been the, the biggest challenge that you guys have faced in starting this, starting your business and working together? And I guess those would be two things. And mm-hmm. like there's the business side of it and then there's the, the working together. But take either one. Working together? A breeze. Working together has been good. But I think that the reason <laughs> that's been successful is because we're not two type A personalities in the same space we are both passionate in different areas so it makes it a lot easier um yeah you're definitely the laid back one (laughs) (laughs) but um you know you always for as far as challenges you always ask yourself how do i take it to the next level right when you end you know we're our we end december 31st so then you always think okay well how are we going to increase you know business and revenue and whatnot for the next year and what our focus has been so far has been really partnerships with other clients. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not about, hey, let's do, you know, we don't want to be treated as a vendor. We want to be a partner. We want to be an extension of a team. We work with companies that have no marketing team to companies that have 20 plus marketing teams. And so from that perspective, we're seeing a lot of growth in specifically Atlanta. Last year was more all over. We still have clients all over the world, but we're moving. You're seeing a, a, a huge movement um, to local, you know, we're getting a lot more increase in local businesses and why is that i think people we turned on marketing for that. <laughs> i mean like, bef- i would say before like honestly i mean we we're working out of starbucks when we first i mean we were first me and michael were working out of starbucks when we first very started right so you can't really bring a client to starbucks so our main focus was out of state moved up Save the money and all that good stuff and got an office and it's easier and our marketing has always been there I mean, there's been times where Michael's actually turned off our Google campaign because we're getting too much inflow. I mean, it's a pleasant problem to have for sure. Yeah. You know, we're like, what, 7,000% more on visits than most, most firms. Yeah. Right. So you get 7,000% more visits than the The competitors. Yeah. We get a lot of visits to your own white, to your own site. Yeah. Most, to this year, and our website's old. This, this year (laughs) was the first, I would say in the summer was the first time we've started an outbound approach. Everything has been inbound, which is interesting because I think people are looking for that company and that experience that they haven't had. They're looking for that partner to, to take their company to the next level. And we've been fortunate enough to have the right people in place and the right methodologies to take them there. And so then when the, the projects are over, they talk to us about ongoing you know, efforts throughout their whole company. So it's pretty exciting. 
and to work with all the different companies and all the different yeah. industries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, great. Well, um, tell us a little bit about you know anything that's that's new in you know at Creative Momentum that you think you know, you guys have a white paper, any new services? What's going on at the at the business, and what are you looking forward to over the next next couple of years? Well, I would say in the next few months, look for a new website. I haven't touched it, and we generally shoot to do a, a new website every single year and push it around January, February. Mm-hmm. It's been a very busy year. I have not gotten to it. So I'm in the middle of that right now. So you might have to cut out one of those one of those two hours of sleep. Yeah. Uh, the other <laughs> thing is we la- we have a white paper coming out for a um, an e-commerce site that we just did. We helped them double their sales year over year, which is awesome. And um, and last we just we're hiring a thought leader from a, in the SEO space. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Because we do really well on our end, but we're trying to spread a little bit. So it's not just us on on some of the fronts, but. Very good. Great. Well, if um, any listeners want to hear more about anything that you've discussed today, how can they get in touch with you? Go to the website, thecreativemomentum.com, or you can always call us. At? 678-648-1445. Wonderful. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks, guys. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at anonaenterprises.com.